Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Let's go back, Can we get back in the hot seat. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. You know what to do. You like what you see, what you hear. Hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I get to talk with Sam Fender about 17 Going Under. It's his award-winning, chart-topping sophomore album. We get to talk about the record looking at his own coming of age, how therapy influenced his writing, Paul Weller being a mentor, and the Oasis and Stone Roses fans that supposedly don't like his music. Uh, Sam's also going to discuss the moments in his life that made him a more socially conscious person, comparing his record with the killer's pressure machine and the B-sides and deluxe edition songs that add more context to this record as well. I really do adore this new album. So let's do it. Talking 17 going under, it's Kyle Meredith with Sam Fender. Hello, mate. You all right? First off, congratulations, 17 going under. Uh, it's blown up for you, and uh, I know you're getting the awards and everything. I mean, this record... It's so damn good. Just, yeah, all the congrats. Thank you, man. Thanks very much. There's so many layers when you get into this record. I, I know, as you've talked about it plenty before, but but exploring your own upbringing to sort of find out who you are now, is that, a, is that, a, is that a, the right way to kind of phrase what this album in, in general is about? Yes. It was a, it's a coming-of-age record, I think. Then um, it's all just about... Um, the trials and tribulations of of being a teenager in the northeast of of England, and I I, I kind of I wrote it because I was in a, in the middle of the lockdown. I had nowhere. I was supposed to be coming over to New York. Actually, I was going to do the second album out there, but I'm actually thankful that that didn't happen because I wouldn't have wrote the record that I did had I have not been stuck at home for so long. You know, so uh, writing about growing up around there because I was constantly reminded of. Every street and every every area in my hometown has a, you know, has some sort of memory attached to it, which I could write about. So yeah, a lot of artists like to deflect themselves when when writing songs, but here you are, as you say, you kind of put in the moment where you have to write about yourself, or you or you chose to anyway. Um, I mean, if if a lot of the album is biographical, 
how big was that obstacle or, or what were the obstacles? Did you have to get past something to be able to write about yourself like this? I started, uh, people don't really do therapy where I come from, <laughs> put it this way. And uh, my, my, even my dad's like, I don't believe in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, and, and I started doing it. But once I became it, once we started succeeding with the music over here, because um, I had a bit of cash to, to be able to, afford that and um in that subsequently gave us all of that gave us the tools to be able to sort of articulate that time in my life i, I couldn't really write about being 17 when i was 17 because i wasn't i just didn't know how to you know you don't really know how to unpack it all you know i think and so much happened as a kid which for most people you know they have a lot of things happen through that through their adolescence that sort of shape them and, and uh carve that that sort of personality and perspective on life and i think that that gave us that time to to really uh to really kind of dig deep and work through that stuff and have a better understanding and awareness of 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 how i am the way i am and why i am the way i am uh you know the good and the bad and the pros and the cons of of how how that affected us, you know, growing up, and I, and I, it, it it just ended up becoming a really cathartic experience, and I think it's kind of translated and worked for other people as well, you know, with people who've listened to it. Every everybody seems to be, yeah, uh, seems to be the people who like it anyway. <laughs> seem to seem to get a lot of catharsis from it, which is lovely, you know. I really who doesn't uh, like this record? That's that's not a thing. Uh, this, uh, like I call them well ends. They're, they're like people who like uh, they're like they're like guys. There's this special brand of people in the UK. I call them well ends, and they they have like the Paul Weller, Liam Gallagher Oasis haircut. That's like up to that, but like with a receding hairline, and uh, they only listen to like four fucking bands. It's like Stone Roses, Oasis. Paul Weller and like Ocean Colour Scene and like everything else just sucks. <laughs> and uh, I'm like that. I'm like the antithesis of what they like because I'm like uh, uh, like rock band, but like I sing about you know being sensitive. <laughs> but you've got Paul Weller on your side, right? Like he came out as a champion oh, I, for I, you. By the way, let us, as a quick caveat to that story, I love Oasis. I love Paul Weller and I love Stone Roses and I love you know. I, Grew up listening to that, and a lot of Oasis and Stonewaller, uh, Paul Weller fans are like all my, you know, all my friends. You know, we're all the same, but there's a particular brand of these guys that just like they're so like they like think that they are Liam Gallagher. Do you know what I mean? I don't like that, and, that, and it's like, but yeah, no, Paul Paul Weller is a fan, and he's like a mentor. You know, he's he's been he's looked after, looked after us over the. Actually, this while I was recording this record, I sent Paul Weller. I kept sending him the tracks to like get the seal of approval of him, you know. Uh, and last, last to make it home is Paul Weller's favorite song. So nice. I've had, I've had, I've been so fortunate to have him on my show uh, a few times too. And and the guy, I mean, he's a one of the greatest musical, yeah, right, uh, of all time. It, it's interesting though, like the bands you talk about, the bands you just mentioned, outside of maybe Paul, you know, the one thing you do have are these topics that you're tackling in ways that a lot of artists, I, I had uh, Bobby Gillespie from Primal Scream on recently. And he was, he was saying that there aren't many British artists who, who talk about big causes and, and you do tackle those. I mean, do you, do you feel like you're, 
out of step with with your with the scene with your generation at all? Do, do you do you have that same perception that he does? I think there's something going on at the moment, man. Where I, I, Bobby Gillespie is a working class Glaswegian musician for who was in a band. I'm a working class Geordie kid from the northeast of England who's in a band, and I think when you raise in that sort of environment, I think you're more likely to have a bit more of a social conscience. I think that's that's me. This is like I'm completely like there's pl- I've plenty of mates who are very middle class who who are very left wing and have massive social conscience. But I think like if you've kind of grown up at at the uh, under under sort of and you've witnessed and experienced sort of what what um, economic fallout from a from a bad right-wing government can do to your community, then you're probably more likely going to talk about stuff like that. And I, I think at the moment, I've actually read that in Britain, the, since 2008, the, the increase of kids who are privately educated who are in the charts, there's barely any kids who aren't privately educated now who are like, who are successful in the music industry in my country. So I think there's something to do with that. I think if you're like privately educated over here, there's a good chance that your parents are Tories from and like, and then there's a good chance that your parents aren't going to be talking about um, impoverished neighborhoods in the North of England. or like, talking about, you know, the, 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 the disparity between the rich and the poor, because chances are they're probably hiding that fucking money in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> so it's like I think that's probably got something to do with it as well, you know. I mean, there are plenty of plenty of socially conscious uh, conscious bands out there and artists out there, but whether they get into the charts or not is another thing, you know, or whether they get to that level where they're actually being noticed widespread. Because I mean, you've got people like from Ireland, you've got like Fontaine's DC, who are like they're my I'm really good friends with with Green and Carlos. And they're like, you know, they're our, they're like our, you know, our best pals in London. And they're, you know, he's a fantastic writer. There's loads of bands like that, but whether they get into the charts is another thing. So I don't know what, I mean, but maybe Bobby's just not looking hard enough. <laughs> for, for you, I mean, it sounds like it came about natural, but like, when did you start becoming socially aware in, in this way? Was that, was that always there for you? I became socially aware when my mother became ill with fibromyalgia um, and met, struggled with her mental health. And she was um, she was a nurse all of her life for 30, 40 years. Um, and then she became unemployed because she wasn't well. And it was just me and her living together in a little council flat in North Shields with what black mold on the wall and she was struggling to pay rent and I couldn't help her. I was 17 at the time, hence the term 17 going under. Uh, and she was the, the DWP, was the Department of Work and Pensions. They, like the government sector of jobs and things like over here, they uh, kept taking at a course for tribunals to prove that she was unfit to work. She's like she had to prove she was unfit to work. And that subsequently made her much more ill and much more depressed and much more uh, helpless, you know, um, and also, like, more poor. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I, I was really, I was old enough to understand what was going on around us with my mother, but I was um, not old enough to be able to help her financially or be able to do anything with her. And I mean, I was working in a restaurant, but I was making no money, you know. And uh, 
it just made me really, really, really angry. Like I grew up really, really angry and and sort of um sort of trapped like like criminals by my felt like I was trapped like my mother was being trapped like a criminal by you know the the people who are supposed to look after the society and look after the people and it's getting worse you know the the the, the cracks are the safety nets disappearing um it's uh with all due respect it's it's um becoming more american as well <laughs> like you know with the with in terms of you know the, the kind of the healthcare is being sort of demolished in the way that it used to be and i'm kind of really i'm a big fan of 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 healthcare, I think it's something that people should have, you know, and and I think people deserve, regardless of of what your background is or what your what your income is. I think everyone should have that right, you know. Um, so I think that that was around that time. I think if, if you if you've been scorned by it, you, it you know, I had a bit of a group with a chip on my shoulder, I suppose. It's it's interesting, and by the way, I agree with uh, I think everything that you said right there too. It's interesting. Um, you're going on tour with the Killers and and their latest record, uh, Pressure Machine. When I first heard Seventeen Going Under, it was around the time I was listening to a lot of that one and and hearing how you and Brandon were both coming sort of from a similar spot to talk about these towns you grew up in, and and how they've just been beaten down and beaten down. You know, I, I think the difference being that you know you live there, and for Brandon, it was just something that he occasionally visits at at, at this point. I don't know. Have you heard the record? And and if so, were you able to sort of identify in that way uh, with that? I literally like had like a boner when I first heard uh, <laughs> when I first heard uh, uh, "Free in the West" the West Hills. I was like, "What?" It's like that motherfucker's using a mandolin as well. I was like, "Bastard!" <laughs> I came out first though. I got first with the mandolin sound. Yeah. <laughs> But I was I was like, whoa, this is awesome. It's like they could have been off the same record. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean the fact that you guys are touring together too. But but it does. I mean that like I come from a town like that. I come from a very small, sort of poorish town in the middle of Kentucky too. So so hearing what you like, I hear I do hear myself in 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 your music, Brandon's music in this. But it's it's interesting the way you're both. You know, just the timing, I guess, the way you both come at this. You know, it. it to talk about what's happening in these towns. It's far in it. It is. It's a bit of a coincidence that that. But and I, I think that also it's quite a universal thing. What what my record and what the Killers' record is talking about. I think it's quite a universal thing. I think a lot of people can relate to that and 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 see themselves in the characters of those songs. Do you know what I mean? And also, I mean, I have to add, it's probably as well, it doesn't help that both, I think me and Brandon are both spent a career trying to rip off Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> but you do it so good. Like, you just, I, I'm not even saying, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even going to the same place you're going to say you rip them off. Just the sound that you all both come up with. There was a, there was a song on here, and maybe it's the deluxe edition. I've got to read the, the Angel and uh, Lothian. Am I saying that right? Lothian, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it said, uh, kid, it's not me, it's this town. I mean, to me, that just, that said it all right there, you know. That's it. It's the simple lines sometimes that are the best ones. Yeah, yeah. That was my brother. That was my brother. That was that was genuine, like a genuine quote from my brother. But from, like, kids, you know. So my brother's, like, nine years old, so I kind of always held held him in such high esteem, and he's always been, like, my hero, you know, growing up. So, um we're old enough, but there's a big enough age gap, like 10 years, that like there was never that sort of sibling rivalry. He's always been like, 
just like my hero, you know. So like to of that that whole song is kind of about the death of imagination and as you sort of start to realize that life isn't as as rose tinted as you as you remember it as a child you know and that was me like being 13 and kind of seeing my brother sort of struggle with his issues and and being fucking skint <laughs> like to, way to put it you know oh what do you say in america broke yeah broke yeah so you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Well, you know, I, I know we're getting close to the time here. I, I do want to quickly um, compliment, or not compliment, yeah, but compliment you, but it's interesting now that the deluxe edition is out, how it's sort of, adds another part of the story you know the the way it ends i mean the final line we get now this place is full of poacher guys and tonight i'll join them when i die like that becomes the final line of the record you know once we have the deluxe edition out yeah. when you're choosing those songs you know that's that's now it's not part of the original album but part of this bonus version of it do you still think of it in, in an album sort of way uh, like that yeah yeah i do i do i do i am um... That's I, I purposely put Poltergeist at the end because I felt like that was a great closer anyway, and I kind of almost wanted Poltergeist on the standard as well. Um, but I put Better of Me after Dying Light because it's such a sonic shift and it's such a different type of sound and tune. It's an OP one, like weird sort of loop because I just wanted that to kind of be like this is now the extended part. <laughs> like the you know I mean, like it, it kind of very much. But then you, it drags it back with. Um, pretending that you're dead and an angel and Lothian and kind of takes it back to that sort of heartland rock sort of um killersy Kurt Viley war on drugsy sort of world after that. that that's the thing a lot of a lot of my influences are actually American more than you know a lot of the music I was sort of brought up on was from your neck of the woods it's a nice encore to the to the whole story uh, yeah in a way, I I love those songs. I love fucking bleak song though, Poltergeist. <laughs> I just love also, by the, by the way, and I'll wrap up with this: that you are a fan of the of the bees, a champion of the B sides as well. I mean, throwing out that uh, How to Naldi Death Cue as yeah. a B nobody throws B sides out anymore, and I miss them so much. Oh no, and that's such a great song. I think we're gonna keep that tradition up because I've got so many songs that I don't know what to do with sometimes that I think we're going to keep up the B-side tradition. So would love that. Yeah, I heard you wrote 60 songs maybe for this record. So if you got more, please keep them coming. I'm really going through all of the songs that I've got left over because I'm writing new songs now, like for another record. But then I've also got all of these leftover ones from 17. I'm going, what the hell do I do with all of these? You know, like some of these are good songs and I'm like, I'm like they should be out there. So I'm trying to work out what the hell I'm going to do with them. Well, man, uh, I'll be listening to them. I love what you do, Sam. I really do. Uh, these songs, 17 Going Under, the first record, uh, please, please keep them coming. Oh, really appreciate that, man. And I'll see you when we come over, yeah? All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was really a pleasure. Thank you, dude. Cheers. 
And my thanks to Sam Fender. The new album is called 17 Going Under. Big thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. New episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, three a week at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Then after that, after you have subscribed, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, mostly on Twitter, but also Facebook and Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. My cousin lives in Kentucky, and they've got a son called Wyatt, which is the most Southern American thing I've ever heard. And I was like, I'm all for it. (laughs) It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.